Draco's Den, and it's time, unfortunately, I elected to watch this year's Royal Rumble pay-per-view for some selfish reasons, and now we have to talk about it. And by talk, I mean I'm going to bury the majority of the show. Just going to be honest. Up front, I was not pleased with this show. Now, we know how this works. I give the good and the bad. And there's a lot less good than there should have been. Keynotes, though. I don't have time to go through each and every single entrant in the perspective Royal Rumble matches. So I'm pretty much just going to highlight the parts that I actually gave a shit about one way or the other. As usual, going through the match card in order... And I'm going to try to make this one short because even though this pay-per-view was long as fuck, it didn't have a whole lot of matches. So, that being said, let's go ahead and get started. Um, there was no pre-show match, apparently. Fine, dandy, whatever. And they opened with the Universal title match. Roman Reigns defending against Seth Rollins. And... I can't completely bury this because the match itself was good. There, Seth Rollins and Roman don't tend to have bad matches. However, due to the absolute fucking stupidity that is WWE's creative panic booking bullshit, at WWE, you know, day one, you know, the pay-per-view on New Year's Day, we didn't get the Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns match because Roman Reigns tested positive for COVID. So they inserted uh, Brock into the WWE world title match, the actual world title, because fuck the universal belt, but whatever. And instead of, I don't know, having literally anybody else go over, Brock won the WWE title. So we're here with Seth Rollins jumping from Raw for no apparent real reason to challenge Roman, other than the fact that Roman was out of challengers. Let's be frank, he's kind of beat everybody. The interesting part of this match, of course, was that there were head games leading into the match with Seth Rollins holding over Roman's head that Roman's never really beaten him. Not for a title. Every time the title's on the line and they're in a match together, Seth Rollins minds up winning. No problem with that build-up at all. That's true. And acknowledging, you know, the history that fans who, by and large, the fan base of the WWE are the same fan base that has been around for the past, I don't know, 10, 12 years at least. So it's acknowledging the history that we know. Seth Rollins always beats Roman. And the match was really good, but coming into this, because of their stupid, stupid panic booking, Roman and Brock are both champions. One of them has to lose tonight. Spoiler alert, it's not Roman. Which I can deal with, actually. And here's why I can deal with it. I don't give a shit about the fact that Roman's been champion for however 500 and whatever the fuck days. I really don't care. 
However, it would not make sense to end that 500-day reign, that record-breaking, as they call it, universal title reign, and, you know, switch over to the WWE title, then have to switch the universal belt back over to Raw and make it red again because, you know, why not continue to make the damn one of your supposed world titles a fucking monstrosity, right? It would be unnecessary to go, you know, do the back and forth thing between. It's stupid. So... How do you get out of this? You know, Seth Rollins challenging. How do you get out of this match with Roman still champion, but apparently without beating Seth Rollins for whatever reason? Because why couldn't he afford to be beat? I mean, he was just challenging for the WWE title at day one, and instead of putting the fucking belt on him then or putting it on bit. putting it on anybody, they put it on Brock, which was stupid. It was stupid panic booking bullshit, and I'm going to continue to call WWE on on that because it's dumb as fuck. Anyway, this match ends up in a disqualification when Roman Reigns refuses to release the guillotine choke after Seth Rollins reaches the ropes, gets disqualified, then beats the fuck out of him with a chair. And going into this match, I kind of figured it was going to have to have a fuck finish. As a matter of fact, I figured both world title matches would have to have fuck finishes. And lo and behold, I'm definitely right. So, to wrap this up, the match itself wasn't the worst thing I've ever fucking seen. However, I mean, it was a little predictable. Roman needed to retain. All right. So let's move on to the match where I'm going to start burying shit. Next match is the Women's Royal Rumble match. I'm going to bury everything about this match. Um, You spoiled most of the surprises. I'm going to give kudos where they're due. Mickey James, when she came out, as we know, she is the Impact Knockouts champion, and she was allowed to come out using her Impact music not her original wwe theme and she wore the belt and she lasted a good little while there's a lot that was wrong with this match though we started off with sasha and melina and i'm gonna bury y'all for this you brought melina back to give her entrance basically and she lasted roughly just under 90 seconds once the match started. Sasha immediately eliminates her without anyone else being involved. I don't know what the fuck kind of heat Melina has in WWE, but why? You know, it was nice to see her come back, and she looked in fairly, you know, she looked good. She's still flexible. Um, She's still gorgeous. So why exactly did we feel the need to bury her immediately? And then I'm going to bury The Undertaker's wife. Because as we all know, I'm an Undertaker mark, but I hate his wife. She was the drizzling shit, says a wrestler. She was never over. She was never popular. No one anywhere is clamoring for the bitch to come back. Yet every fucking rumble, we see this hoe. And what makes it worse is she outlasts women even from her own era that were more talented than her. And literally, the only thing you have for yourself, I don't give a fuck how many times they put a belt on you, 
you weren't over. Layla was over. You were never particularly popular. You never particularly moved your own merchandise. You weren't really all that good in the fucking ring. You were surrounded by your betters. Because you were working with the likes of Melina and Mickey James and Natalia. So you looked a little better, a lot better, honestly, than what the fuck you really were. And it's not to say she doesn't have athletic ability, but she's boring. So for Melina to get disrespected, just dumped immediately at the beginning of the damn match. No real fanfare. But Michelle McCool got to stay around for like 10, 15 fucking minutes and got eliminations. I don't give a damn who she's fucking. Talent is talent. And whoever decides that they need to kiss The Undertaker's ass by constantly bringing this bitch back and giving her showings in the Rumble, who the fuck asked y'all for that? I mean... Because there are women that came into this damn match that were far and away better than her. They got disrespected, including Melina and definitely including Molly Holly. Let's address this Nikki as a bullshit. Either send Nikki Cross back to being Nikki Cross or fucking fire her at this point. Because I'm sick of this shit. And also, in the context of kayfabe, people in the Rumble, I would love for one of these agents to agent the Rumble and say, by the way, if you stand around the ring looking like a dumbass and you're not the idiot scheduled to win, you should immediately be dumped over the top rope by whoever the fuck is closest to you. Because it's after she ambushes Mighty Molly on the outside, throws her in and then tosses her the fuck out. She stands there posing like a fucking dumbass forever. couple of notes on this. Sasha was eliminated fairly early. That was surprising. Um, the Sonya Deville and Naomi storyline needs to end. It's stupid. Because now you've established in your lore, in your kayfabe, that Sonya Deville, when she's wearing that stupid-ass jacket, is the WWE official, when she takes it off, she's a competitor. Who the fuck wrote that? Which one of you dipshits on creative thought that was a good idea and pinched it to Vince's apparently senile ass? Because at this point, I'm not defending Vince McMahon. I'm sorry. This is fucking stupid. And newsflash to every wrestling company. The heel authority figure is played out because none of you fuckers are as good as Vince McMahon was at doing it. None of you. None of you were even as good as Eric Bischoff was at doing it. Or Paul Heyman. We don't need heel authority figures. So at which fucking point is someone going to have the balls to tell Vince McMahon, hey, no one's actually as good at being a heel authority figure as you were. Stop doing heel authority figures. And it's lazy at this point because this is why your fucking heels can't get over and neither can your baby faces. Because the biggest heel that you push on your roster is a fucking authority figure. If you want Sonya Deville to wrestle, which by all means, let her come back and wrestle. Make her wrestle. 
remove her as an authority figure and put I don't give a flying fuck who in that role. Someone who isn't a wrestler or cannot wrestle. Put Paige back in the role and, by the way, keep her babyface. I know WWE has forgotten this because the height of your popularity was the Mr. McMahon character. But you've made your promotion into the heel and you've been wondering for the past 22 fucking years why you can't build a damn star that the fans legitimately like the way they did Rock and Austin and Taker and Sean and Brett and Hogan if you must, you fucking dumbasses. Then, I didn't care about a lot of the surprises. Who asked Alicia Fox to come back? Kelly Kelly is pretty, but she's still the drizzling shits in the ring. Again, Michelle McCool can fuck right off. I don't care. Just go away. But the one comeback that I was looking forward to, and for the record, the Royal Rumble was held in St. Louis, which is, of course, my hometown. And shout out to St. Louis because y'all gave the right pop to the right fucking person. The loudest pop I heard all night, especially in the Women's Rumble, was Lita, not the not Ronda Rousey. Lita's pop was the loudest. Lita looked good. Lita, I appreciate for the fact that she will always dress with her own style. She didn't try to cater to what anybody else would do. She is unapologetically herself. However, I knew it was a long shot that Lita might actually win this, so she didn't. But you chose... Ronda Rousey to win the Royal Rumble. And her and Charlotte were down to the final two. Now, at least this time, Lita did get a elimination. She is the one who eliminated Mickey James. Mickey lasted a good little while. I personally, since this is a bit of cross-promotion, probably would have let Mickey come down to the final two, three, four, somewhere in the final five, I guess. But... The spot that her and Lita did to eliminate her was interesting. It played on their history, and Lita got a little bit of comeuppance for the fact that Mickey's the one they retired. I'm okay with this. Mickey did get a loud pop, too. But as we got toward, you know, after Lita came out, and for also other people that I really just didn't want to deal with for as long as I did, the Bellas. Why do we need them every Rumble? For fucking what? Who the fuck asked for them? I, I would have been good without them. But they were here, of course. And predictably, since she had to do it, you know, the last time they were both in the Rumble, Nikki eliminated Brie. Well, Brie got her payback two, three, however fuck many years later, and eliminates Nikki. Yay? Fuck right off, though. Because y'all could have stayed the fuck off my screen and I wouldn't care. Um... I didn't understand the storyline, by the way, between Summer Rae and Natalia. If that was a social media thing, maybe have your announcers talk about it more. Because I didn't hear shit. And I, I didn't understand why Summer Rae had such vitriol towards Natalia. Or, or, did they hate each other, like, legitimately on Total Divas or some shit when they were working together? I don't fucking know. I don't care. The other thing is... Lita hit a twist of fate on Charlotte in this match, but of course Charlotte got to eliminate her. And Charlotte and Ronda Rousey were the last two. Y'all teased a little bit when y'all had Shayna Baszler come out at 30 and her, Ronda smiles, but of course the two don't touch each other. 
Um, I know we don't think that's going to be a money match because Shayna Baszler doesn't draw shit. Not sorry. Not sorry to any of you, uh, the fans of Shayna Baszler. I'm not sorry. She doesn't fucking draw. She's not interesting. She's actually quite boring. Ronda cannot throw working punches. This is still a problem to me. And, and I know some idiots come back, well, you know, she's a legitimate fighter. Okay, first off, apparently she really wasn't that damn good of a striker, not a, a straight stand-up striker. Anyway, secondly, okay, so she can't throw working punches. Despite training, when she came into WWE, one of the best women's talents there were, Natalia. Bitch can't throw a punch. And it bothered me when she was, I think she had one of the Bellas in the corner. And it's just like, I could see very clearly that your punches weren't connecting, which is very abnormal to notice so clearly on WWE programming. Whoever was running the camera for that angle uh, wasn't exactly doing it right. But uh, eh, it's a nitpick. It is what it is. Ronda didn't sell shit. And once I heard her music hit, I knew Rhonda was winning. And of course she did. Who the fuck booked this shit? And then somewhere somebody's going to say, well, isn't it rumored that... Let me stop you there. Because I heard about three different fucking rumors today from the idiot that is giving y'all these rumors. And he didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. Because first it was, well, they're building to Ronda versus Becky. Then it was, well, Ronda's going to SmackDown. Okay, well, that would mean we're building to Ronda versus Charlotte. Because apparently, because supposedly Fox wants Ronda. Okay. But then the fucking idiot, Meltzer I'm referring to, goes on to say that, well, Ronda's going to SmackDown, but the plan is still to have Ronda versus Becky Lynch. Whether we're going to have a fucking throwaway title uh, title match at WrestleMania, or we're going to have Ronda go to SmackDown, say she's going to challenge the Raw champion and lose, and then come back to SmackDown? What the fuck? In short, Dave Meltzer doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about, and at this point, I kind of just wish he'd shut the fuck up somewhere and sit in a corner and just not do anything anymore. Point being, Ronda Rousey won, and I'm going to point this out. When we came down to Charlotte and Ronda as the final two. Yeah, there's always that little bit of hype because of the, the final two, but let's just be clear. When, when they eliminated Lita, then Rhea, and Bianca Belair, the fans didn't give a fuck anymore. And when Ronda won, there was that smattering of cheers from those that are fans of her, but it was not the eruption that you would have gotten if Bianca or Rhea or even Liv Morgan or Lita had won that damn match. Fuck the entirety of this. This is so boring. And unlike somebody else I saw online, I'm not bitching about the lack of high spots because it's the rumble. I actually hate the high spots because it never makes sense for all you high-flying dumb fucks to be on the top rope in a match where in order to lose, you have to go over the top rope and hit the floor. Dumbass. Also, one other lack of logic in this Sonya and Naomi storyline. So, Naomi 
Sonya beats up Cameron, who used to team with Naomi, as we all know, when they came in. So therefore, Naomi eliminates her revenge. But then Sonya comes back out when Naomi is avoiding elimination and then proceeds to eliminate her. And here's where I'm going to bury your writers again. Naomi has some street in her. So since all of you people writing and creative are definitely not people of color with any form of actual street background, you may not know this, but realistically, when Naomi got dragged out of the damn ring by Sonya Deville and was eliminated illegally, but it has to stand, Naomi should have gotten up and whooped her ass all over that arena. That would be the realistic response. That's not what we got. Y'all just had them walk to the back. Who the fuck comes up with... Fire your entire creative team. That's that, that's that's my thing. Fire all of them. Bruce Pritchard included if, it, if he approved this shit. Fuck that rumble. Then, in some very shit-tacular placement here, you have another match that didn't make any goddamn sense when you booked it, and... In execution, made even less sense. Dewdrop challenging Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's title is immediately after the Women's Rumble. Vince, Bruce, whoever the fuck else is in charge, I want y'all to go back and I want y'all to go look at that one more time. And I don't want you to look at the match itself because the match itself wasn't horrid. But I want you to go listen to that crowd and how fucking dead it was. All through the match. And you may be convincing yourself, well, maybe that's due to us just ending the Rumble. But no, 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 stupid ass. Go back and listen to how not erupting the crowd was when Ronda Rousey came back and won the damn Rumble. Then you go into this match that nobody fucking wanted to see. Because guess what? You booked a heel versus heel match, dumbasses. Dewdrop is heel. Becky Lynch is heel. Y'all worked very hard to establish them both as heels. So, who were the fans supposed to cheer? The answer was basically nobody. The fans didn't give a fuck about this match. It didn't matter what they did. The fans were not going to give a fuck. Because you booked a heel versus heel match. You can pull off babyface versus babyface matches, but when you do heel versus heel, it gets boring real fast. And that's what happened here. The crowd wasn't into it. Nobody gave a shit. Nobody gave a shit about the build-up leading into it because it didn't make any sense. And also, we knew full fucking well Becky wasn't losing the title to someone named fucking Dewdrop. Also, Vince, Bruce, whoever the fuck else is in charge there, give Piper Niven her name back. It was fucking stupid when you changed it. But at least when she was dealing with Eva Marie, it made a modicum of sense that someone that looks like Eve Marie would be insulting to someone that looks like Piper Niven. But now that we're done with that, give the bitch her name back. The fuck? Stupid-ass name. Yes, Becky Lynch retained. No, I didn't give a fuck. No, I won't pretend to give a fuck. Because no one in the crowd gave a fuck. Because no one at home gave a fuck. And I don't even remember any particular details from the match. I just know that Becky won by pinfall. The fuck cares? <sighs> And let's see. I believe after that was the 
Is it the WWE title match? Let's see. Let's see. After the Women's Rumble. Yeah, yeah, who cares? After the Women's Title Match. Yes, okay, so I was right. So the next match was Brock versus Bobby Lashley for the WWE title. I'm just going to shit all over this match, to be quite honest. First, the fucking ball. I will never, ever, ever take German suplexes from either of these men seriously again. Because apparently, you can just pop right up from those bitches. I know y'all thought, some idiot thought this made them look tough. I would bury this shit in AEW, so I'm going to bury it here. A German suplex, especially the kind that Brock delivers, where it's really dropping you on the back of your fucking head, you should not pop up from. And every one of the Germans he delivered to Bobby looked awkward. He would land at another awkward angle. There were at least three of them where I thought for sure Bobby Lashley was going to break his fucking arm based on the way that he landed. But from the start, we're going to hit Germans and we're going to pop out and walk it off like that ain't shit. I expect better from the both of them because that didn't do shit but make the business look phony. And for anybody saying, well, you know it's a work, right? Go fuck right off, okay? Just because it is a work doesn't mean you're supposed to make it look like one. This match was too damn slow and both of them are too damn good in the ring for this match. And if anyone wants to come and say, well, I thought it was good. No, it wasn't. It was a shit. It was a means to an end because Vince fucking panicked at day one when he found out Roman couldn't, you know, he was still negative for COVID, so he couldn't compete and had to give Brock Lesnar a belt. So here we are. Brock has a belt that he needs to lose. Because we're still heading for Roman versus Brock. And it's got to be for the Universal title. So we got to get this damn WWE belt that we had no fucking need to put on Brock in the first place. We got to get that off him. So let's go ahead and point out the fallacy that I see here. If you had to go insert Brock into that title match, fine. Anybody else could have took the pin. And frankly, Big E should have retained. If we were just going to come here and put the damn belt back on Bobby anyway... You could have had Big E pin, I don't know, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, who gives a shit. Brock could have avoided taking a pin so he didn't look bad. And we could have got here. Bobby Lashley could have won the WWE title back clean. Instead, we have this clusterfuck that the moment that the ref got involved, I was like, all right, well, here comes the fuck. Now... Didn't know whether it would be the type of fuck of Roman and the Usos or just Roman. But I knew Roman was going to come get involved in this match. Even though his shit with Seth Rollins is theoretically not done. And lo and behold, I was fucking right. Roman spears Brock after... Brock hit an F5 on Bobby, but in the course of this, knocks out the referee using Bobby's legs. And also, he shouldn't have pinned Bobby for this long. So, 
this dream match, as they called it, was the shits. And I don't think I ever want to see it again. But we have Roman come in, spear him, and then he looks over at Paul Heyman and extends his hand. Paul Heyman is holding the WWE title belt. Roman, uh, Paul hands this to Roman. Roman uses this, bashes Brock in the skull. Bobby Lashley pins him as the ref comes to. One, two, three, we have a new champion, and fuck this match. Vince, Bruce, let me explain this to y'all from a fan perspective, because I know y'all think that y'all are entertainment. Y'all have convinced yourselves that you're just entertainment. Fuck you. The WWE title is the belt. It is the world title in WWE. Fuck that universal belt. Okay? The WWE title belt, that is the one with the lineage tracing back to the likes of Bruno San Martino, Nature Boy Buddy Rogers, Superstar Billy Graham, Hulk Hogan, Taker, Austin, so on and so forth. You get my fucking point. That's the one that matters. Not that blue monstrosity. I don't give a fuck how long Roman has had it. And the way that Roman threw the belt down was unnecessarily disrespectful. So now the WWE title, which he's held before, by the way, is beneath him. Fuck you again for booking this shit. Next time, don't put the fucking belt on somebody just to take it off them in less than 30 days because you originally had them planned for a different belt anyway. Fucking see now, jackasses. No, I'm not going to be nice to this shit-tacular-ass pay-per-view at all. Because then, after dealing with this drizzling shit show of a WWE title match, we have two matches to go. Because, oh, get this. You saved a match involving The Miz for right before the Rumble. You put it on after the WWE title match. Fuck you again. I don't give a shit that Edge and Beth Phoenix were involved. It still had The Miz in it. It was a fucking mixed tag match. That does not belong at the top of the damn card because it wasn't fucking good enough. So let's talk about this stupid-ass mixed tag match. The Grit couple, Edge and Beth Phoenix, versus the It couple, Miz and Maurice. Who the fuck asked for this program? I really want to know. I've been wondering this for a while. When Edge was cleared to come back, did any fucking fan, any fucking where, say, you know the match I really want to see? Edge and The Miz. No, you stupid motherfuckers. We said we wanted to see Edge versus AJ Styles. Edge and Daniel Bryan. Edge and Roman Reigns. Two of which we've actually seen. One of which we're fucking waiting on. You know what we didn't say? That we wanted to see Edge in any way involved with The Miz. Especially for the extended length of time that you keep giving them. Because no part of us believes that Edge wouldn't beat the fuck out of Miz within the span of, I don't know, give him two minutes. Now, yes, Beth looked really good. Maurice looks like she has the ring rest that she has. But credit where credit is due. Maurice is even better looking now after having two kids than she was before. I'll give her that. And I'll also say this. Once she warmed up a little bit, 
you know, they started to get their heat. Maurice looks better in the ring than her husband does. That's sad. And that is a, that is meant to be the fucking insult that it sounds like. Maurice is better in the fucking ring than The Miz. Get The Miz off my screen. This match went on way too goddamn long. Yeah, we had those moments because you want to show how tough Beth is. So of course, she get beat, got to beat up The Miz a few times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who the fuck cares? Ultimately, it ends with a double spear. And then Stereo Glam Slams. And Edge pins The Miz. And can we be done with this fucking program now? I don't want any more of it. Uh, I don't give a flying fuck who thinks this shit is good. It's not. It's a waste of Edge's talent. It's a waste of Beth's talent. It's a waste of Maurice's talent, to be frank. Now, Maurice isn't going to make a comeback as a full-time singles competitor. Don't expect her to. No. And if you got to pair them together because they are husband and wife, fine. Pair them together the fuck away from me, though. I don't care. I didn't care about this, and the placement of this match is insulting. This should have gone on after the Women's Rumble. Because then, maybe, you know... I mean, no, nobody was going to get into that Raw Women's title match anyway, so you were fucked either way, but still, just for the, the insult. Like, no. And then, let's get into this damn Men's Rumble match. And it started off with AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, there were no surprises, not really, in this match. Because once Brock lost the belt earlier in the evening, most of us, at least I know I did, was like, oh... Brock's going to enter the Rumble and win it. But I'll, I'll make a couple of other notes. So there were no surprises. There were no... There were no surprise entrants, really. Everyone was pretty much accounted for. They, they couldn't bring back anybody. Except Shane McMahon. And I'm sorry, sweetie. I, I, I love Shane, but no. No, that, that was not the moment y'all were looking for. It didn't do shit. Um, you had Johnny Knoxville from Jackass in here. And frankly, I would like to know why in the absolute fuck we needed that. We also had Bad Bunny return, who can out-wrestle half of your goddamn roster. Y'all should actually be ashamed of that. A celebrity can out-wrestle half your roster. Apparently. And make it all the way to the final five in the Royal Rumble, you fucking failures. There were a lot of stupid moments in this. There were just outright, blitheringly fucking stupid moments. Let's start with when almost, almost, whatever the big dumb bastard's name is, when he comes out, and of course, he's the giant, so, you know, it can't be easy to throw him out, and people have to gang up in order to get it done, and all that bullshit. So, you made Damian Priest like a fucking moron, because you had Chad Gable come in and try to gather everybody and tell him he has a plan, and the first thing he does is look at Damian and says, hey, you, go, go first. 
So he got some good shots in, and then he got his ass kicked and got tossed. While everybody else just didn't watch. So now your U.S. champion, who apparently had, is working a gimmick with anger issues right now, looks like a blithering fucking moron because he went up against the biggest motherfucker in the match and then got promptly swatted and tossed the fuck out. Good. Such good shit, right? Fuck. Told y'all to do any of this. There were no legends. No part-timers. No new wrestlers. Nobody from fucking NXT. There was nothing. Austin Theory was in this match too for over 20 minutes. And I'm going to say this. I like everybody else. I actually kind of like Austin Theory. Mostly because I have a slight crush on him. But also, I see talent. Nowhere near ready to be main event. And since he didn't make it anywhere near the final five, I was like, okay, 20 minutes, he got a decent enough showing. But it's not his time yet. I think they need to work on building him towards the U.S. title. Um, get him a little bit more serious and build him towards title, and I can live with Austin Theory. But um, other than that, um, I saw some people bitch about the fact that Big E, the former WWE champion, kind of just got tossed, like ragdolled, um, out of the ring eventually. I mean, he lasted a few minutes, but what the fuck did y'all expect? Big E was never... Never really going to truly be a main event guy. I hate to break it to you. I, I really do. I really, really fucking do. But at the same time, no, I don't. <laughs> like, And also, the fact that some people I saw bitched about, the fact that he just got tossed. Okay, well, he was in there for a while. He got a few of his moves. But yes, he got fucking tossed. What did y'all expect? His title reign wasn't good. And a large portion of that, I feel, it comes down to the fact that none of the New Day are fucking smart enough to understand that this coon-ass gimmick that they have does not fucking work, especially if you want to be world champions. If you want to be the world champion, newsflash to the New Day, to Vince, and to all of his writers, fans still take this shit seriously. So we expect our world champions to act like champions. We do not expect them to act like coons shucking and jiving for the white man. And that's what the fuck the New Day acts like. And I will continue to bury them for it until they grow the fuck up. And the sad part is, I'm positive they are at least my age. And I'm 34. And none of the three of them can figure out that the stupid-ass gimmick that they have decided to run with all this time is fucking dumb and will never actually allow them to do anything individually that fucking matters. So two of the three of you have been WWE champion, one of you is king of the ring, and nobody gives a fuck. Congratulations, fucking morons. Let's be real. Like I said, I knew Brock was winning this. Once he lost that WWE title, and once we got through, you know, a good portion of the way through the Rumble, and I'm like, there are no surprises. There are not going to be any surprises here. Brock's going to come out at, at 30, 
and win. Lo and behold, he came out number 30. He won the Rumble, and I don't give a fuck. I question, why in the fuck? WWE no longer wants to build stars. And see, here is the problem. You have, with the two major companies in the world, you have one billionaire jackass that wants to build a star and can't figure out how to fucking do it. And then you have another billionaire jackass that has made most of the stars that we all remember and can't figure out how to do it again and isn't really trying hard enough because he's now too busy relying on motherfuckers that we're just like, okay, yeah, Brock draws somewhat, not nearly what they think he does, but he does draw. Did he need another Rumble win? No. Could you have absolutely used that to determine Bobby Lashley's uh, contender for the for WrestleMania? Yes. Should you have? Absolutely. Should you have been concentrating on building another fucking star? Yes. Brock Lesnar did not need this. Because now he's won the Rumble. One can only think he's going to go ahead and win the Universal title from Roman Reigns at, at Mania. And... Unless he feels like staying around. He's going to vanish for a while. And eventually Roman's going to have to take it back. And then the struggle begins again. Because who the fuck's going to beat either of them? Y'all have been ruining shit. This was a chance to build stars or in the the women's rumble case, you could either build another star, saved one of the stars, or gave us a nostalgia run from the person that y'all had come out and tell us that she wants one more run. And this isn't to say that, you know, in Lita's case, you know, obviously she could still make one more run and she could end up challenging for whichever title Ronda Rousey doesn't do. However, I will go on record as saying this. I don't want to see Lita versus Charlotte unless Lita goes over. Fuck you, Charlotte. And when it comes to Brock winning the Rumble, I don't care. We were going for Brock versus Roman again. By the way, isn't this the third or fourth time at WrestleMania we will have done this? Brock and Roman shit? See the third or fourth. Um, And as much as I love Roman, and I can tolerate Brock, Right now, and admit that there is some drawing power to him. They are not The Rock in Austin. Okay? Nobody was asking to see them three times at WrestleMania. Yet here we are, about to go for it again. So, we're at the end of the Rumble, because that was it. The Men's Rumble, I mean... And for anyone that's like, well, why didn't they give it to Randy Orton? He, they were in his hometown. Boy, fuck Randy Orton. We don't even like him like that. Let's just be real. Those of us from St. Louis that knew him, knew how much of an asshole he was, and does it really matter? Like, we didn't need him to win the Rumble either because that would be his third Rumble win for the sake of giving him, you know, letting him tie with Austin. And I'm sorry, but you're not the draw that Austin was, so fuck right off. I don't know who else... Though they could have had win. I mean, sure, you could have. The surprise of the night, the one surprise was that Drew McIntyre was back, so his neck injury wasn't as serious as was thought possible. 
But did you want to do that again? Apparently not. Biggie, that's at this point a failed experiment. Just let it go. I'm over it. Y'all can get over it too. You know, Bobby Lash is the WWE champion, so he wasn't in this. So I don't know who they had in, in the men's match that would have actually been a better choice because none of them have been established at this point as really being credible contenders. Um, I saw some people pulling for Kevin Owens, and I'm like, mm, to main event WrestleMania? I don't know. Kevin Owens, to me, works good on any other pay-per-view, but not Mania, in the main event. And he's the guy who works with the guy that draws the money. Funny how that works. But uh, this this whole pay-per-view was a fucking dumpster fire, to be honest. So in the interest of fairness, I'm giving WWE shit just like I would give AEW shit. This was a shit show. And let's call a spade a spade. Y'all put Charlotte in the Rumble to fill a spot. Because clearly y'all couldn't get enough people to come back that you would actually, you know, they would actually get anything out of it to do anything in this. And you have no one left on SmackDown that was a credible contender to Charlotte that we haven't already seen before. This is a testament to the bad booking that runs rampant in the wrestling industry right now and it's driving fans off. Because this certainly doesn't make me want to watch the next show, which is Elimination Chamber, which will be held over in Saudi Arabia for fucking reasons I don't know. We've got 63 days, or 62 days at this point, until WrestleMania, and I am once again so very uninspired and so unexcited about going into it. And y'all didn't even start announcing the Hall of Fame, people, and we already know at this point, WrestleMania is in Texas, there is no reason for The Undertaker not to headline this WrestleMania or this Hall of Fame class. He should. And if he doesn't, when the fuck are you putting him in? Because there's a lot of people that got in before him that didn't deserve to go in before him. Just saying. Anyway, I'm going to wrap this up here. This was a shit show. And I hate it. And I'm going to go back to not watching wrestling again. Because I'm sure shit not watching AEW. And none of the other programs are all that interesting to me either. That being said, y'all know the drill. If you have some feedback or suggestions, you can feel free to send them to me on my website, dracosden.com, on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all at dracosden, spelled the same way as the website and podcast. Or you can leave me a voice message here on the Anchor version of the podcast, and I'll listen and maybe include it in another episode as I respond to it. In addition to that, speaking of the website, some changes have been made to my website. So if you have been following me for a while and you are interested in getting some of my books, 
specifically books, you know, the paper copies of the books and maybe getting them signed by me, those are now being sold directly on my website. Now, if you are a ebook reader, you will continue to have to go on Amazon because that is where the ebooks are sold. I cannot sell them individually. That's an agreement thing for the whole uh, Kindle Unlimited shit. So, by all means, though, if you are wanting one of my books, all of my books, and whether you want them autographed or you just want the paper copies, you can now order them on the website. As well, if you want to, you know, help keep the show running, help pay some bills around the joint, then use the donate button that is also located on the website. Feel free to take a look. And, you know, you'll find something interesting, I'm sure. That being said, I'm going to go ahead and sign off here. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you.